He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else. On today's edition of Hall Access. Hey, Andy. It's uh, Brad from Three Days Grace. How are you? Hey, Brad. Nice to hear from you again, man. <laughs> you too, man. Sorry for the delay. I got a little backed up there. Oh, dude. It's no no problem at all. Not a problem at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking uh, as I'm waiting for you to call in and what really blows my mind about everything we've been through as a people these past couple of years, maybe you can relate. The last mm-hmm. time you and I spoke was September 30th of 2019, just short of wow. three years, but it feels more like 10. Does that resonate with you? <laughs> it absolutely resonates, man. And that's, that's crazy. Eh? Three years goes by fast when, uh, when, uh, you know, you're sitting at home waiting for something to happen for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was probably around that time you guys were getting ready to wrap up the outsider touring cycle, maybe take a little breather and begin the creative process again. But that's not what happened. No, no. We, uh, I think we ended up, I think we ended our cycle like mid-December with Five Finger Death Punch 2019, mid-December. And then, you know, we planned on taking a, a year off or whatever and writing a bit. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, this hits and uh, obviously wasn't anything we expected to happen, but uh you know, it was a bit of a curveball, and uh, you know, we learned how to write online and, and do things differently. But in the end, I guess it all worked out, so it's all good. Well, I can only imagine what that's like for a band that's been going pretty much nonstop for twenty or more years at that point. Yeah, it's difficult. I'm not going to lie. You know, when we've been so close for so long, and and you know, you, there's a certain chemistry when you're in the same room writing, and uh, you know, obviously that just kind of goes away on Zoom and. It's very productive some days, and some days it's just hard, you know. So um, there's some great technology, though. You know, we, we had to learn a lot. and You know, you can basically record anywhere in the world now and, and send it to a studio anywhere in the world. So it's it's pretty crazy what you can do, and we learned all that, and, and we got our heads around it. And, you know, and I think in the end it turned out to be a good record. And uh, obviously I don't think I'd ever want to do it again, but... Uh, <laughs> we got it done big tour about to kick off in support of explosions the new album from three days grace which dropped a couple months ago laser is proud to welcome you guys back to des moines next thursday at the horizon event center brad it's a great album my man oh thanks dude yeah no it's uh again it was a long time coming but uh listening back to it now i'm super proud of what we did and uh you know i think it's got some of our heaviest songs we've ever done it's got some of our you know great ballad kind of tracks and it's Yeah, it turned out really well, man, and we're pretty stoked. My special guest joining me via the Laser Hotline, Brad Walst of Three Days Grace. Excited to have them back in town next Thursday night, the 21st, with Wage War and 0936 in support of the band's seventh studio album, Explosions. If you don't mind, want to kind of start with the timeline of when these songs were written and recorded, and then the even more interesting question of how, if you can compare the process of making this collection of songs to your other albums. Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, we kind of fired up. Uh, well, probably uh, February 2020. You know, just kind of with some ideas, and then we were kind of getting together here and there. And I think we started actually the first song we wrote was "So Called Life." And it was just before everything kind of got slapped uh, in our face, uh, you know, with lockdowns and such. So funny enough, you know, we, we kind of just wrote it about taking the edge off and not being so serious and, you know, some of the, you know, going against the grain. And and then all of a sudden all these rules just, you know, came in and we're like, whoa, man. Like, so, you know, 
it's funny that some of these songs, uh, I guess, can be related to the pandemic, even though they weren't written about it, you know, so, so then from there, we, uh, obviously we just kept writing through Zoom and, um, you know, sometimes we get together and sometimes we couldn't and, but then when it came to the actual record, we actually had to record, I think, nine songs separately. So, um, you know, Barry would fly to a, a studio in L.A. Neil would go to a separate studio to do drums. Uh, Matt had, like, a closet made into a vocal booth in his house. Oh, wow. And I and then I went separately, did bass. So it was just all over the place. And that's something we'd never done, right? So, you know, I'd, I'd be hearing drum tracks for the first time from Neil, Um for real and i'd be like oh that's a new part and that's a new part and then you have to kind of sit there and noodle a bit and then come up with something which is cool but at the same time you're like you know you got the producer on zoom you've got maybe neil would be on the other computer and then the other people are in the in the sound booth with masks on it's just it's weird <laughs> but we got again we got it done we we end up recording a lot of songs in, in, that way and um you know again it was different but I think in the end, it somehow we, we made it all work, and, and uh, it turned out great, you know? So we're pretty lucky, I guess. I'm not sure where I'm catching you from, but uh, there's a, a songbird in the background making some noise. <laughs> if you ever needed some natural nature sounds, that's the place to be. Man, I live, uh, I live in the boonies here. I live in the woods, and uh, right beside me is like a protected wetland. So we have like a bird sanctuary. Um, oh, that's cool. So this is mostly every day here, which is cool, yeah. <laughs> you know, Brad, it's interesting. So often you see musicians from elsewhere eventually make a move to New York, Los Angeles, Vegas, Nashville, mm-hmm. any number of places here in the States. This band hasn't done that. No, no, we, uh, we're small town guys, man. And I think we, you know, I lived in Toronto, which is a big city in Canada, millions of people. And we did that for a while. And as soon as I had kids, um, some family, I, I got out and moved back home. You know, I live, I live in the town I grew up in that I went to high school in, that I played hockey in. And, you know, here I'm, I'm just Brad from Norwood. I'm not Brad from Three Days Grace. So um, I think that's the difference. And I think, to be honest, living in a small town and, and uh, having that mentality, I think it's kept us kind of in check, if you would. Sure. Um, you know, and I think that's important. And I think that's kind of why we've lasted so many years in a way. So, yeah. I was uh, born and raised in what they call Canada South, Minnesota. Oh, nice, and, uh, nice. yeah. And so you, you almost have me wanting to move up there again here in recent times. <laughs> Judging, of course, mostly by the TV I've been watching, Shits Creek, Letterkenny, Shorzy, all these great shows. Really great oh, yeah. stuff coming out of Ontario specifically over the past few years. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's some great, uh, if you can understand Canadian humor, those, those are great uh, shows. Pretty dry and I don't know. Yeah, it's it, those are great shows. But, oh, dude! Yeah. Other than the winters, this is a this is the spot to be. You don't know this, but I'm looking up real estate up. You don't know this, but I've been looking up real estate this entire conversation, Brad. <laughs> Back to the album explosions. Uh, the band's seventh studio album. We're looking forward to hearing some of these songs live next Thursday when you're in Des Moines at the Horizon Event Center. When it comes to the writing of songs, do all four of you bring ideas in and you work it out from there? Or does Three Days Grace work better in specific roles? Okay, if you could just paint that picture for me, how something like Lifetime comes to be. Yeah, so we, you know, we all kind of bring stuff to the table. It's kind of whoever has whatever that day. Um, Lifetime's kind of a special song. So we have, the cool thing about Zoom is we had a, a great chance to collaborate, right? Like, because we have a lot of great friends from all over the states and uh, different parts of the world. And, um, you know, when we get together, when we, usually when we're touring that city, we'll be like, oh, 
Ted lives here. Let's go see Ted. And we'll go meet Ted and write a tune or just jam. And with Zoom, you, you can do that any day, anywhere, right? So um, that tune in particular, he, we were just jamming with him through Zoom. And we wrote, I think we wrote uh, three or four songs with Ted, you know, just because he's, he's a great writer and we get him and he gets us. And uh, we had this idea together and it just kind of came, came about pretty fast. Um, so yeah, like when it comes to that stuff, we all kind of just, well, nobody's precious to anything. Um, you know, I think for demos, Neil's kind of our demo guy. He loves, you know, he working with the computers and stuff. So we all kind of contribute and he puts it all together. And then from there, we take it to the studio and make it happen. So, um, yeah. Lifetime is the current single. That song for anyone that has dealt with loss on any level really hits home. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that about Lifetime. And actually, you know, there's a bunch of songs on this album that feel really personal, Brad. Is that a reflection of the band's collective headspace during the making of it or is there something else that contributes to just how personal you're willing to be? Yeah, I think I think you nailed it right there. You know, it's funny because I I've talked to a few people and they're like, you know, it's such an angry record or, you know, you can really hear how frustrated you are. And at the time, I don't think we were, we were trying to do that at all. We were just kind of writing and, um, you know, yeah, we dealt with some loss and we dealt with other things, but you know, like everybody does. And, and, and I think for us, you know, we're pretty honest with, with the music and how we feel and it kind of just all comes out in the music. So, um, definitely a reflection of just, I think the frustration of not being together and, and, and then being slapped with these, you know, whatever is going on in your area. And it definitely came out in the music, you know, it bled through for sure. So, um, yeah, Lifetime is, a, is one of those songs that, you know, I still listen to it today and get goosebumps. Like, I'm just like, whoa, like, how did we even get this? Like, so it's cool that, you know, in such a crappy situation that something really great came out of it. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for that. Next year marks the 20th anniversary of the band's self-titled debut album, which is really crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. Over those two decades, we've done some really great shows with Three Days Grace here in Des Moines. Uh, A couple laser fests back in the day, some in-studio visits here at the Laser. When you see Des Moines, Iowa on a tour itinerary, Brad, what comes to mind for you? The ballroom. Valair. Yeah, Valair Ballroom. Absolutely. Yeah, many shows back in the day there with some great bands. Uh, yeah, Stain, Trapped, I could go on and on, but uh, Seether and Benji's, you know, I just remember so many great shows at the ballroom, and uh, that's the first thing for sure. You didn't mention Waiting for the Fall. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the band I was in back in the early 2000s. Oh, we, wow. We actually wow. did open for you guys at the Valair Ballroom once. So No way. Okay, well, there you go. Man. I think that's it cool. may have been like 2004, so maybe right wow. before 1X came out. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Long but, time, yeah. yeah. Is, is my guy Bubba G still running with you fellas? He is, man, and he's, uh, he's our guy still. Yeah, we're about to see him next week. Yeah. One of Iowa's finest right there, you know. Absolutely. What a great guy. <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time for us, Brad. We really look forward to having you guys in town a week from Thursday at the Horizon Absolutely. Event Center. It's been a long time coming. I know you mentioned Five Finger Death Punch, that tour at mm-hmm. the end of 2019. That's what actually jogged my memory because we had to cancel mm-hmm. that show due to something that happened to one of the guys in the band. I don't remember now. but I think you're right. Yeah, that was near the end of that, that tour. And uh, yeah, I think some sickness or something happened, but uh, it was cut a little short for sure yeah long time coming to get three days grace back in des moines though we're looking forward to it oh uh, so are we man we can't wait to be on the road again and just uh, have some fun and 
Wage War and uh, Zero Ninety Six. Great bands, great energy. It's going to be a party. So no doubt about that. Hey, congrats again on Explosions. It's really a great album, and uh, looking forward to seeing and hearing some of those songs live. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you.